This is episode 393 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Engineered Crisis, Who Really Controls America and Your Future? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you're looking for ways to increase your finances so that you have more money to prep or pay down debt or to just build an emergency fund, then click the link in the show notes or come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com for a little bit more information. All right, before we get started, there is a disturbance that is going to be entering the Gulf of Mexico pretty soon. And uh, within the next, uh, I guess, couple of hours from when I'm I'm recording this uh, podcast, and uh, it looks like it's uh, the cone is going to be, it'll eventually get to Texas, but it's going to just very, uh, it's going to kind of clip us. But it looks like uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, the Gulf Coast is really going to be getting it uh, down there. And really mostly Louisiana. I mean, the whole state of Louisiana is going to get uh, get it. Uh, Alabama is going to get a little bit, going to be on the dirty side. Mississippi is going to get a little bit on the dirty side as well. Um, it's going to clip it, as, you know, there, the state. But, uh, I mean, it's not. The cone is just... Uh, uh, a prediction. It is not for sure that this is the track of right now. I think it's a tropical depression that will turn into a tropical storm, and I don't think it's going to get any any bigger than that, according to what uh, the weather or to what NOAA is showing here on their uh, on their map. But anyway, it's one of those things you still need to be aware of. And those of you on the Gulf Coast, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, be paying attention. Even Florida, the very tip of Florida, uh, you're getting the depression probably like right now when I'm speaking, actually. But, you know, it's one of those things people hear, the people that I know that are on social media are sharing things out like, hey, guys, just be prepared because uh, they're starting to uh, relive a little bit of that uh, Hurricane Harvey. I mean, it was uh, a little over a year ago, Um, you know, last week, the week before uh, we were seeing a lot of posts from uh, from that, you know, people uh, talking about the year anniversary of that, or they were, you know, sharing things out on their time hop and, you know, in on Facebook. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. People remember it. It just, it brought Houston to a standstill. And uh, not just Houston, but the whole Gulf Coast. I mean, uh, Texas was really inundated. There's people that are still trying to get out from underneath that. People who didn't have insurance, people who, you know, they're uh, living in, basically they're living in gutted homes. They don't have walls. They don't have, I mean, that's still going on, right? They don't have carpet. They don't have that kind of stuff. Um, and that's still happening because, you know, they didn't have the money to, to, be, able, to be able to build back up. And that's always, always going to be a concern. And so uh, let's just be careful. I know there's so many other disasters and things going on. I mean, we've had wildfires, you know, uh, on the West, in the West, and things going on. Um, so you, we always prepare because there's always the possibility of something going on. And so that's why we prepare. And that's why this is important to us. We're not only preparing for the big, crazy poop at the fan, but things that can happen every single day. So, uh, you know, just keep 
uh, the people that are in the path of the storm uh, in your thoughts and in your prayers and also uh, anybody else who's just I mean like I said there's always things out there I don't want to forget and downplay all the other things that uh, you know all the other flooding and all the other fires and the things that are happening not only in the United States but all over the world things uh, that are going on and that's why we prepare so uh, let's go ahead and move into our article of the podcast. This is coming to us from askaprepper.com. And again, the title is Engineered Crisis, Who Really Controls America and Your Future? So you might not agree with everything that is said here. And you know what? A lot of you might agree. I was uh, really looking at the, the comments here on this article and people were going back and forth, you know. Uh, it looks like there was a couple of liberal people who came and commented and, and uh you know, people were going back and forth on all of that. It's not a very, very long article, but I do want to uh, share another article on the back of it that came out from uh, Martin Armstrong or Armstrong Economics and that blog. And, you know, I've shared a lot from his blog. And that's one of the things that I, I, well, I really enjoy reading his blog and I like his take on a lot of things. So in uh, his article or his blog is not a very long one either. I just want to point out a couple of sentences there uh, just to kind of... Uh, nail this nail this down you know and give you maybe another view uh, another understanding of it so uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this again engineered crisis who really controls america and your future a major crisis could hit the usa in many ways an impact by an asteroid mass civil unrest sparked by some unforeseen event an outbreak of disaster Freak weather conditions or an attack by a foreign power are all potential ways the S could hit the fan. All of them are hard or impossible to prevent, even for the U.S. government, and all could see us being thrown on our own resources if we're prepared enough to have those resources. There's an even worse possibility, though. What if the crisis comes not because nobody could stop it, but because someone deliberately engineered it? That sounds like something straight out of the craziest conspiracy theories, but could there be some truth in it? The first question you'd probably ask yourself is, who would want to engineer a crisis? Surely, events like the 2008 financial crisis are harmful for everyone. Well, no, they're not. For example, if you're a bank that's about to be brought down by bad debt, a crisis might be just what you need. When things are good, the economy can cope with a failed bank or two. But if the whole system is teetering on the edge of collapse, the government has to step in and patch things together with taxpayers' money. If your bank is doing well, you have no reason to want a crisis. But what if you're one of the shaky ones? When the alternative is personal disaster, the idea of tweaking things to cause a crisis must start to look pretty tempting. Does anyone have the power to do this, though? Why don't governments stop them? After all, governments might like to tax their people to finance their pet social problems, but they don't really want to annoy the voters by using their money to bail out banks that made stupid mistakes. Well, that raises the question of who really runs the world these days. So who's in charge of our lives? Once that was an easy question to answer. Nations had leaders chosen by whatever system they used. That wasn't perfect. It could lead to a Hitler or a Stalin. But it also gave us FDR, Churchill, Reagan, Thatcher, and many more leaders who couldn't be pushed around or diverted from what was best for their countries. Power mostly lay with governments. That's all changed now. 
Thanks to globalization and the rise of what author David Goodhart calls the anywheres, in Goodhart's analysis, anywheres are a basically rootless elite who feel no real loyalty to their countries and fully support globalization, unlike the somewhere majority who attach to their nation and its way of life. Goodhart created this model to explain the 2016 somewhere revolt that gave the world Trump and Brexit. But the truth is, the anywheres have never been more powerful, and their power has shaped the world for at least the last 25 years. Look at what's happened to Greece. The Greek economy is the fifth worst performing in the world right now, thanks to the economic policies forced on the country by globalist organizations. In 2015, the Greek government came up with a plan to resolve the country's debt crisis. It wasn't a great plan. The government was hard left and addicted to spending, but it was the one the Greek people had voted for. The globalists in the EU and IMF forced Greece to go with their plan instead, and it's been a disaster for Greece. The EU and the IMF are organizations that operate out in the open, most of the time. But not all the globalists are so visible. There are plenty of powerful anywheres who try to keep their role quiet, although they don't always succeed. Sometimes they find the light shining on them and it can reveal some pretty unpleasant things. George Soros is a well-known name now. It's, it would be fair to call him notorious. Some stories about Soros aren't true. He was never a Nazi, for example. But the truth is bad enough. Immensely rich, he uses his money to push a left-wing agenda and when it suits him, he tries to undermine elected governments he disagrees with. In fact, the government of his native Hungary has just banned all Soros-associated NGOs from operating in the country because they're worried he's trying to destabilize the administration. He also won't hesitate to engineer a crisis. He deliberately crashed the British currency in 1992. Working through his Open Society Foundation, Soros is attempting to push his agenda in the USA. There's a whole network of campaigning groups that seem to be independent but are really Soros fronts. From gun control to open borders and votes for convicts, these groups are all working to change U.S. society from what the Founding Fathers wanted into what Soros wants. Not all of these groups are peaceful either. Look at Antifa, the far-left terrorist group that caused so much violence in American cities over the last few years. Antifa attacks are coordinated by Refuse Fascism, which is a project of the Alliance for Global Justice. And the Alliance for Global Justice is funded by Soros. If an organized leftist group reduces a city to chaos and violence, there's probably Soros money behind it somewhere. Soros is the most well-known of the financial elite who really run the world now. But there are many more, operating individually or through organizations like the Bank of International Settlements. They can exert a huge influence on elected governments and sometimes even push them out of office. If these people think it's in their interest to have a crisis, there's going to be a crisis. By now, it's pretty obvious to any smart citizen that the elite can and will create a crisis when it suits them. What most people get wrong is the reason they create them. It's not just to get rich. The best way for everyone, including the super rich, to get richer is to just let the economy keep running smoothly. Forget the leftist talk about disaster capitalism. Capitalism works best when there aren't any disasters. No, the elite engineer crisis when things are already going wrong. Often, they don't even mean to, 
They're trying to fix a problem, usually one created by their interference in the free market, and their attempt at a solution just makes it worse. Look at the 2008 financial crisis that was engineered accidentally by the Clinton administration. They pressured lenders to give mortgages to people who would be refused one under the existing rules. Why they didn't or wouldn't understand was that these people were being refused because they probably wouldn't be able to repay the loans. The result was that Franny May ended up with a vast pile of toxic debt. Hey guys, so let me just say, and there's been a couple of times where I could have just stopped and I probably should have throughout this article so far. Um, people in the uh, in the comments were saying, you know, 2008, George Bush was in, you know in charge and all that good stuff. But what people said was the policies that led to this were enacted by Clinton. And uh, so it was the Clinton White House that, you know, pushed uh, these easy mortgages on uh, onto the books. All right. So let me continue on here to solve that. Politicians and bankers found new ways of selling debt, spreading the risk. What they really did was spread the poison. And by the time the problem exploded, it had infected the whole global banking system. Obviously, that was a financial crisis, but there are other kinds. Globalists like Soros aren't very happy with President Trump because his policies are a direct threat to their vision of what the world should be like. And they'd love to see him lose in 2020. Unfortunately for the left, unemployment is falling and many Americans are very happy with how the president's doing. When people are working and doing well for themselves, leftist ideas lose their attraction. So an obvious way to attack Trump's popularity would be to harm the U.S. economy, causing job losses, hiking inflation, and pushing wages down. The elite, using their money and influence, can do that. What if they decide to try pushing voters to the left by crashing the stock market, weakening the dollar, and driving up unemployment? The crisis created by these botched solutions are bad enough on their own. The problem is that they usually make the original issue worse. This can lead into a social death spiral where the artificial crisis and the genuine backlash against it start to feed on each other. If the elite ever decide the USA needs a crisis to dig them out of a hole, it could easily cause the sort of civil disorder that makes you fall back on your preparations. All right, so uh, like I said, a little shorter article there uh, than normal, a lot of comments. Let me go back up here because maybe the article, you know, the engineered crisis, who really controls America, the engineered crisis, I would have probably left that in the title of the article, but who really controls America? I don't know if I would have really said that. I probably would have said who can influence America because I don't believe in in what like um, Martin Armstrong, he always talks about it. There's not one what he really says is there's there's a lot of people who think in these conspiracies like there is one you know group one sinister group right the Bilderbergs or you know whatever the Illuminati and all those and I'm sure there's some of you that are listening that that do believe in all of that but what Martin Armstrong says is these people are not smart enough to think like that they're not smart enough to put this great big global plan together and to fabricate these little crises here and there and to in order to to make the world go in the route that they want to go. Um, now, are there people that do influence? Are there people that do come in and disrupt like Soros? I do believe that. So I don't believe that there is a quote unquote umbrella corporation, right? Little reference to uh, Resident Evil movies out there. But I do believe that there are people out there that can 
influence and they can disrupt and they can throw money at things and and cause problems just like the media i mean i believe the media can start putting out an agenda out there and they can push what they want to push out there and what people see uh you know all the time in the news cycle so i do i do believe that but when he talks about here that there is a rootless elite Right, I kind of like that. At first, I thought, man, does he mean ruthless elite? But when I really read it a little bit more closely, no, it is a ruthless elite who have no, you know, there's no loyalty to the United States or to their nation. They they believe in globalism. They're good with that. So if the United, if they were born in the United States and they lived in the United States and they made their money in the United States, that's all good and fine. But you know, if they need to let the United States just, you know, teeter teeter out, then that's fine too, because they'll go live wherever, right? These people have big yachts, they can live wherever, they can go, you know, to New Zealand, they have places wherever they can go, and they're fine. They can move around all over the country, wherever is or all over the, the world, whatever is stable and whatever is fine. And so they really don't care about America. So when you have somebody like Donald Trump who gets up and talks about making America great again, well, they, they absolutely hate that. I mean, that's like, no, we want to make you know the world great, right? Uh, their, their globalist agenda. So going back to this rootless elite, if you will think back to politicians that are out there, not only just you know the Democrat, you know the liberal, but even conservative and those that consider themselves right, you know that do think this globalist in this globalist fashion that they that they made decisions and they put things in place that weren't necessarily good for America and they approved it and they voted for it just go back and think back through some of these things i remember things happening is like what in the why would they vote for that why would they be okay with that why would they pass that because it just doesn't seem like that would be good for America. Or why would they do things that would hurt America? They're Americans, but these people don't think that way. They think globalism, that is their government, or that is the way that they think. And really, a lot of these people believe that they're going to be above the law. You know, people like Soros believe that they're, they're going to be above the law. So I don't believe that there are there, there is an entity out there, you know, if we go conspiracy theories and stuff, one entity that is controlling everything. But I do believe that there are people that can influence and that can cause some damage. And, and I think that people like Soros, I mean, the, the Hungary, I think that they have made some really great decisions. The people over there, just like they're realistic over there. They're like, no, man, we're not allowing Soros to come in here at all. I mean, his 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 companies, his money, his whatever, they can go somewhere else. We're not allowing them to come in here. And they've made other things too. Uh, you know, other, they've put up walls and they have put up fences. And you know what? They're, um, you know, I had a, a pastor friend from uh, Croatia come, come down and we were talking about that a little bit. And he's like, hey, they they put up border fencing and they're not allowing people. And, you know, out of all the other nations over there, Hungary, their economy is doing really well. And so, wow, you know, let's open up our eyes a little bit. These people know, these politicians know what's going on. But again, the globalists don't like that. And so I can almost foresee in the future the, the globalists going after Hungary because, you know, they don't want to see a nation that is 
being very patriotic and national and doing well, they want to they want to see that and they want to crush that because they want to keep everybody at you know the same kind of level as socialism, just, just as long as they have all the stuff that they want, right? I mean, they have their big uh, homes and they have all of that and they have everything that they ever needed, but they can keep everything everybody down, all the rest of the populace down, you know, at a at a certain level. So anyway, so I wanted to jump over to an article that Martin Armstrong put put out, and it's called uh, Cyclical Synchronization and the Global Economy Make Manipulation Impossible. So let me just read a couple of things here, just a couple of sentences. A metronome is an instrument to measure the time and that the musicians use for their work. One of the most curious phenomenon is observed when different metronomes that have a different frequency between themselves end up synchronizing perfectly. This symbolizes what I find so fascinating in the world economy. No nation stands alone. This is why even contagions appear in the world economy. However, it also makes my point that politicians can promise whatever to get elected, but they are indeed powerless to separate a nation from a global synchronization. There is just a lot more, I'm jumping around here, there's just a a lot more behind the curtain than people realize, and despite all the conspiracy theories, it is impossible to manipulate anything and alter its trend. The best someone can do is move in within the range of quote-unquote noise, but it cannot adopt a counter-trend move to the synchronization. The proof of this statement is the failure of communism as well as Keynesianism. Any attempt to return to a fixed exchange rate will always fail for the same reason. You cannot eliminate the business cycle. So again, uh, Armstrong always talks about cycles and, and how they work and basically what you know comes around, goes around. And uh, you know that's one of the things that he has really focused on. And like I said earlier, he has talked about the fact that there is no one, uh, you know, one umbrella corporation, right, or one entity that is out there that is smart enough. I mean, these are people. A lot of the times, these are politicians making decisions, and they're not real true economists. They don't know, you know, they're not asking economist advice and things like that. And so they're making decisions that have long-term ramifications. And that can get things spiraling, right? So we just kind of talked about that in this article. So anyway, a lot to think about there because, you know, we are really truly in control of our own lives. And we are truly the people that get to prepare. You get to prepare now. You get to make that decision now. There is no one stopping you from that. I mean, where things are relatively, well, and I'm going to quote unquote, relatively cheap. I know that, you know, the economy is not the best for uh, everybody. And I know there's just not a lot of extra income for a lot of people out there. But when you think about where things could go right now, the economy seems to be okay to where we can go out there and we can prep and we can build up our supplies and we can do those types of things. So if there was disruption if there was issues that we could, like this article said, that we could depend on our preps in those times, right? 
And so right now you are in control. Right now you get to say how prepared you are. Whether you want a month's worth of food, whether you want three months or a year's worth of food, you get to decide that. And even if you don't have the money, there are ways that you can earn the money, right? It might be that you don't sit down on your, you know, on your couch in the evening and, you know, just veg out on television. You might have to come home and you might have to do some work and maybe you're making things, you're building things. You are, you know, you're doing some kind of service work or whatever, and you're adding to your finances so that you can add to your preps. And that might be something that is going on, but there is a way right now that you can, you can still, there, there's opportunity to prep, right? And so no one controls America in, in that respect. You are still free to do that. You are still free to prep. You still have freedoms that are there. It's just that things are getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And so there are disruptions out there. There are people who don't like America. There are people that don't like what America stands for. There are people out there that don't like your freedoms. And they would be very happy if your freedoms were completely eroded away. But while you can, and while there's time, and while you're able to do it, then you can prep. And if there ever comes a time where people try to take away freedoms. Then we'll meet that with ever with whatever means necessary. But right now, you have time to prep. And so make sure that you use your time wisely. All right guys, that is askaprepper.com again engineered crisis who really controls America and your future. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 393. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to the Prepper website, podcast.com, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, on the grid, or on the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.